You're listening to Women Making Waves. Have you ever considered past life regression? I have thought about it. I have thought about hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Well, never been brave enough really to even inquire about it. It looked quite interesting. I once did go through some hypnosis. It was actually because uh, of a programme that I did on the radio. And I had a guest who challenged me on air to come and be hypnotised. I w- they say you don't know whether you're being hypnotised or not. I wasn't sure that I was being hypnotised, but she did say that's quite normal. You shouldn't feel any different whatsoever. So it was very interesting, very relaxing experience. Yeah, I, I can say. imagine it being quite relaxing, actually. Mm. I always thought it was quite fascinating to hear years ago how Princess Diana was very into hypnosis and how it cured her um, tackling public speaking. One of the ones I love is of a crusades life. All three of us have been in the crusades together. So me, my twin brother and my partner now. Louise Rhodes is a hypnotherapist and Reiki master and intuitive healer specialising in spiritual regression therapy and past life regression. I'm interested in finding out more about these practices. Hi, Louise. Hello, Linda. It's really nice to have you on. How did you start as a hypnotherapist? What was the catalyst behind that? I got made redundant from forensics back in 2011 and I turned all my hobbies into jobs. And one of the avenues I went down was alternative therapies and I started initially with the Reiki and then I intended to sort of go down a very formal route and studied um, psychotherapy. But in the meantime, I did a hypnotherapy course and then when my partner moved in a couple of years back, we started having spontaneous past life regression sort of flashbacks. So we'd literally see the images playing out as we were chatting, you know, with our eyes open and chatting. So I thought, okay, I'd heard about sort of past life regression while I was doing my hypnotherapy training. And we were taught that it could happen, that people could go into these past lives and a little bit about how useful it was as a regression therapy tool. But I didn't know much detail. So then I decided to do a uh, more formal, more spiritual course on past life regression with the Past Life Regression Academy. And my life has just completely transformed since then and absolutely adore the more spiritual aspects, the past life regression and spirit release and all sorts of things. But, yeah, the the past life regression is what most people are interested in. So, going back on that, forensics, that was was what, police forensics? Yes, mainly police. We used to do defence work as well and Mm -hmm. uh, for the military, but it was mainly large... So, that going out to crime scenes and swabbing and stuff like that? Yes, that sort of thing. Yeah, I sort of worked in various departments. My favourite was um, the documents department in Ford Investigation. But, yes, in their wisdom, the government closed us down. So I had to find another path and here I am today doing hypnotherapy and regression. Going back to another thing you said, you said that you had a spontaneous past life regression with your partner when, oh, you, were, yes. when you were chatting. We, we, we Is see that them. like deja vu or something? It or? does feel like deja vu and it still happens today. Even yesterday we had one. I was doing some healing on John's ankle and I was suddenly aware that it had gone into past life and I could see the images of him being a black slave on a slave ship and he could see the images as well. So we did a quick bit of body therapy around sort of breaking the shackles and the chains around his ankles 
and we just did a tiny little bit of regression therapy while I was... But that, that was just seen while I was doing Reiki-style healing. So does this mean to your minds that you knew each other in a past life? Oh, yes, 100%. You yeah, yeah, I, I believe that 100%, yeah. Yeah, because we've seen so many past lives that we've been together. And do you, know, do you know who you were in this past yeah. life? Yes, yeah, sort of in the, the one we saw on Saturday, it showed us as a family, it showed us as a husband, wife and a child, sort of all on the slave ship together. Wow. And have you had a number of these then? Yes, Are you number, always yeah. the same family? Or, or, you know, Sim- or... Often similar, yes, and often my twin brother is involved. Quite often he can be our child or... Often it's the three of us. One of the ones I love is of a crusades life. All three of us have been in the crusades together. So me, my twin brother and my partner now. And it's fabulous connecting with these stories. So do you believe then that it's reincarnation? I do. I do believe it's reincarnation. I always tell clients it's up to them to decide for themselves whether they believe it's real for them. So if they want to see it like dream analysis and just use it as a metaphor, that's equally fine. But I do personally believe that it is reincarnation. Were you getting this before you went into... uh... I did. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Which is why I decided to go down the formal route and look more into the spiritual aspects of of regression therapy. Do you get a lot of people coming to you wanting to find out about their past lives? Yeah, I I average about one therapy a day, which is lovely. So, yeah, I'd say that is a good number. But it's past life regression that most people are interested in. I will work with current life in what they call inner child therapy. Oh, so is, is that people who want to stop smoking and lose weight no, and stuff like that? No, I sort of tend to stick with more normal hypnotherapy techniques, um, more si- simpler sort of reading through sort of scripts and screeds when it's sort of quit smoking or weight loss. But regression therapy can be used for weight loss. For example, I have had people that have been in concentration camp lives um, where it's sort of severe starvation and obviously that has had a huge impact coming into this life where they've sort of they never want to be starving again so they eat and eat and eat Mm -hmm. so that's regression therapy certainly can be used for weight loss but I wouldn't use that as a normal go-to it's only if the other other techniques don't work. I'm assuming that the people that come along and want this kind of thing believe or have an element of belief that this could work but you must be met with lots of scepticism as well yes there is and i you know i've even been sort of verbally berated for it so i've been people that have got christian beliefs i have been sort of verbally attacked for what i do which is fine i sort of accept everyone's belief and if people don't believe in it that's perfectly fine but i've just seen so much evidence and to be honest most people are really open to it they're really open to sort of giving it a go and most people are fascinated. So tell me about the process of hypnosis. It's not somebody swinging a watch in front of you, is it? No, you can use a relaxation script, but for most people you don't need to use that. You can usually bridge in really quickly either through the emotions through any verbal cues such as I'm not good enough or the one that I prefer to use is through physical body memories so I can literally scan a client set the intent to look for unresolved body memories and they'll feel it in their body sort of pressure in the throat across the chest or if they've got chains on their 
on their feet, like the one on Saturday, they may feel as though their their ankles are bound, and they can go into past life regressions really quickly within the matter of uh, minutes. Really? Really quickly, if not even seconds. I'm playing the part of the sceptic here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, Th- yeah. This isn't just them having watched movies years ago and something stuck in the back of their mind and thinking, ah, actually, I'd quite like to have lived in the, that, the 17th century and been that person. Yeah, that is one of the reasons that people give as to why these things come up. And there's been so much research in sort of into books and inf- information, actually what's out there information-wise. And there's there's been people that have gone into past life regressions who've had information that isn't readily available in books. It's not available on TV. It's just not within the public domain, so research-wise. So there is actually very good evidence that that can't happen for a lot of these cases. Without giving anything away, because there's obviously confidentiality issues, what's the most interesting case that you've worked um, on? I think the, the nicest one, one, one of the earliest ones I did was a man near where I live in March who came to me. He was, he was having spontaneous sort of flashbacks, sort of two lives he was seeing. One was of a little footbridge near the road bridge in March. There used to be a little footbridge, but it didn't exist in this lifetime since he's been alive, but he had clear memories of being a little boy and dropping pebbles off this footbridge. But one of his other ones was a more scary life that he remembered, and he just had um, these spontaneous visions of him walking up these stairs as a little boy. So he came to me to basically find out what was going on and we explored the the scary life, as he called it. And he didn't tell me about any of his symptoms, but we went into the life and he was actually murdered and he was murdered by his uncle and pinned down by his head. But as soon as he went into that scene, that death point, he just suddenly opened his eyes and said, oh, that's my headaches. So we did some body therapy and got him to push the uncle off, used animals, power animals to push the uncle off and just change his thoughts and change his feelings around that death point. And he hasn't had any headaches since. And he's had these headaches since he was a child. He was now in his 40s and had the headaches since a child and the doctor had even, as a child, prescribed him sunglasses, you know, had to wear Mm -hmm. sunglasses in lesson to try and stop these headaches. Do people ever research then to find out if there was, for example, if that was in the newspapers? I haven't had anybody that has, which is such a shame and I wish I'd got time to actually research them myself, but I have had ones with names. There was one, uh, Saddleworth Moore, and it had names of the battle, the names of the people that provided the horses in this battle and it it was an easily researchable one, but I've never never actually done it, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah... It yeah. would be an element of proof, I suppose, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. I've never actually researched any of the ones that I've done, but, yeah, there are certain ones that I do know that probably could be researched. And I should set it on my list of things to do myself, really. And then moving on to other things that you do, Reiki, for yeah. example. Yeah. That is where you just have your hands over somebody and there's energy that goes into them to heal. You connect with source energy, as you call it. You can call it God energy. As a Reiki practitioner, we tend to refer it to as source rather than a particular name, a particular God, a particular energy. We just call it source energy. And as a Reiki therapist, you act like a, a conductor for that energy. And you transmit energy to the 
to the client and it helps with the natural healing process. How do you know to do that? Is that something that comes naturally or to is me, it a course? Or? <laughs> yeah, there are courses that you can go on. To me, it has been very natural. My mother used to do mediumship, which is why I'm familiar with, with all the spiritual. My mum used to do mediumship from platform, as they call it, in the spiritualist churches when I was a child. And she always used to tell me as the age of seven that I was a natural healer and sort of used to get me to put her hands on her head and give her healing. So to me, it's been a natural thing. And it's it's only sort of since the redundancy in 2011, I just thought, no, I'm going to actually explore these other things. After the redundancy, I started seeing spirit, for example, and I just thought I can't ignore the, the spiritual aspects of what is part of me rather than going down the science route, I sort of decided to explore the more spiritual spiritual route. And the Reiki. Yeah. Does it work? Yes, 100%. Yes. I mean, everyone's going to be different. Some people feel it more than others. But certainly my partner, he's got a brain tumour. He's um, got a pituitary tumour. And the doctors wrote him off years ago. He sort of had it partially removed nearly 20 years ago now and they basically said there was nothing more they could do for him and he gets headaches on a daily basis but with the Reiki whereas he can take paracetamol and it does nothing the Reiki does stop his headaches albeit it comes back the next day but it can stop the headaches temporarily for you know that day and within within minutes but he's presumably a very, very... Does he do this himself? He does actually do this himself. So, yes, and he's very open-minded and very spiritual And do you think that matters? So if you were um, dealing with a real with a real cynic who had, I don't know, migraines on a regular basis or something like that, would they be able to be helped? I think people have got to want to heal. And they have got to, in a way, be open to it. But I don't think it overly matters. I, th- I don't think it matters if you're sceptical, as long as you've you've got that slight open mind and you're willing to give it a try, then I think it certainly could potentially help. I couldn't guarantee sort of, with anybody that miracle cure, but it does happen. It does, does happen. Does anyone ever come along to you and you just think, I can't, I can't do anything for you and you have to refer them to someone else? Yeah, sometimes with the elderly, I've, some people I I just feel that they're not receiving any benefit from it at all. I think most people have given it a try. I've never actually referred anybody on. But would you say no? You need to see a doctor if it was something. Oh, true. You know, true. I'd, I'd always say I'd always say that to people anyway to sort of go down the medical route first and not to rely on Reiki as an alternative to to actually seeing the doctor. I would say that go down that route first, but it certainly can help, certainly with relaxation and your body just healing naturally. What's the most common thing that people come to you asking for? Is it the past life thing or is it the Reiki? Or I'd say it is actually the past life regression because that is what people are most interested in. I always do sessions from a therapeutic basis and the ideal is always to get measurable symptoms down to zero. If so, you know, zero being no symptoms whatsoever, ten being horrendous. And the idea with any therapy session is the ideal to eventually get it down to zero. Past life regression, yeah, occasionally there are, like so the, the fellow with the headaches. And that was one session so with past life, and that was it, and the headaches were gone. So you do get those those miracle cures, which is fabulous. 
Uh, many people are booking for sort of two, three, even four sessions before they start seeing a real noticeable change and we'll look at past life and current life. But a lot of people, yeah, they just come to experience past life regression. Although I will persuade them to, to try it from a therapeutic basis, they, you might as well try and get some therapy from it, something good from it to support uh, your life. Have you ever had somebody who's just hit a wall? You, you, nothing? Yeah. yeah, you do not say all the time. Most clients, 90% can go in, no, probably 95% can go in straight away. But, yeah, certainly there are people that will hit that wall, as you say. And sometimes you just have to spend a bit more time and use a sort of relaxation script and get them to relax. Sometimes that will clear the blocks. And some people, just their minds are just far too busy and they just... They just can't cease that mind chatter and just can't focus to actually. I have a horrible feeling I might be one of these people. I'll be tempted to give it a try. <laughs> I'm always up for a challenge. <laughs> no, I think this is this is fascinating stuff. Yeah, certainly. So to finish off, I had a quick Google before this interview. I just Googled hypnotherapy, hypnotherapists. Loads and loads of results. Came there is up. a lot. What do you think people should look for if you are looking to have past life regression experiences or Reiki or any of these therapies? What should you be looking for when you're finding a therapist? I think look for people that have got good reviews. It's hard to say, really. It's, it's trusting the um, qualifications and certainly sort of where I train, sort of past life regression academy. They've been they've been wonderful, very spiritual and very thorough with their training. I think I just look at the reviews of what other people have said and trust your own opinions. Lots of hypnotherapists will offer free consultations. So I would go meet that person, have a free consultation. If you don't gel with that person, be honest and walk away. Well, Louise Rhodes, thank you very much for joining us today and telling us all about past life regression and uh, hypnotherapy. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank Thank you you very much. Thank you. Linda Ness was talking to hypnotherapist and Reiki master Louise Rhodes. You're listening to Women Making Waves.